0: morning we're going to look at Paul's closing prayer to the church at Thessalonica found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 here in just a moment. And Paul is going to pray for these folks. something that he prays quite regularly and quite frequently for the churches that he's been ministering to and that is for their peace, to have peace. And we're going to look at that, that the Christian can have peace in any circumstance. And so this was a common thing for Paul. And if you think about uh, the world that uh, who, uh, of the people who Paul's writing to during this time. Uh, again, they're in a lot of turmoil. They, they've uh, gone under a lot of persecution. Many of them have been ostracized for their faith. Uh, many of them um, have lost uh, their uh, incomes. Uh, they're facing persecutions and the persecution is going to increase. And so there's a lot of things going on. And so peace was a, a commodity, of course, that that, that, that they were searching for. Because uh, as we go through life, uh, we'd like to go through life peacefully, right? We don't want to go through with a lot of uh, uh, tragedies, a lot of heartache, a lot of all these kinds of things. I mean, if we think about the world that we live in today, um, it's not a very peaceful situation, is it? Especially if you watch the news, right? And so there's always something going on. There's always something be report- being reported. There's always some turmoil. There's always some travesty. There's always um, some, something going on. ...that is stirring up uh, life and, and causing people to not have peace. And so Paul uh, understood that the Christian needed to have peace in their life. And he prays for that peace. And we're going to look at what that means and how that's defined by scripture today. And so again, the, the world that they lived in was very tumultuous. And so is the world that we live in. And one of the things that we need to understand as believers... ...is that um, the peace of God... Is available to us, no matter the circumstances of life that we find ourselves in. And so let's read together in my good, James? Okay. Let's read together in Second in Thessalonians chapter three. In the last two verses, Paul uh, starts his prayer this way He says, "Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, in every way. the Lord be with you all." And he, said, and he and he finishes by saying, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And so, again, let's think about what peace means. Peace defined by the world is a little different than the way the Bible defines peace. Peace defined by the world means that we don't have any trouble. We don't have any trial. We don't have any turmoil. We don't have anything going on in our life that upsets us or that causes us grief or causes us misery. Uh, and that's not what the Bible says for the believer. The, actually, the opposite. We're promised as Christians, as believers, that we're going to have... Trials, tribulations, testings of our faith, and that there are going to be times in our life where there is turmoil and it's not going to be very peaceful. But the Bible does tell us that in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the tribulations, in the midst of the testings of our faith, in the midst of living in a lost world as, as, as ambassadors for Christ, uh, and, and in the midst of the persecution that the world is going to send our way because we are followers of Christ, we can still have peace, right? And so uh, the Bible defines peace a lot differently than the world defines peace. Uh, Let's think about how the Bible defines peace just a little bit, and then we'll really get into it. One of the things the Bible says about peace is that God gives us a peace that passes all understanding, right? You can't really comprehend the depth and the width of the peace that God gives us when we go through these kinds of things. That peace, that assurance that we have uh, as believers... Uh, stems from the relationship that we have with God. The peace that God gives is not subject to the circumstances of this life. It is a spiritual peace. And that spiritual peace comes from knowing that everything in our life as believers is right with God. Because where, where we're really in trouble and where we don't have peace is when our life is not in tune with the reality of who God is. So a lost person, no matter how they orchestrate their life, how they uh, uh, define the the way that they live, no matter what they avoid in life to to have a peaceful life, they're still never going to experience the true peace that only comes from God because they do not have a relationship with God. right? And the Bible tells us that if you're not a a, a believer, if you're not a follower of Christ, um, that you are uh, an, an enemy of God and you're at odds with God and you will never understand what... Peace with God means until that relationship issue is repaired and fixed, right, through faith in Jesus Christ. And so the world, no matter what they do, uh, no matter what peace treaties we sign, no matter how we work with China, for example, or how we work with Afghanistan or Iraq or any of our enemies or or, uh, domestic terrorism or any of those kinds of things, no matter how much we squash that, no matter how much we uh, overcome that, we will still never have true peace until we align ourselves with the reality of God. That's where peace comes from. And so um, let's look at how Paul prays for these believers and see how it applies to us today. So he starts off by praying this way. He says, may the Lord of peace himself. So the first first thing that I want to point out here is that, that the peace that we're talking about is a divine peace. The peace that we're talking about is a divine peace because it's the Lord himself who's giving the peace. It's not something that we're orchestrating in the way, again, that we order our lives or the way that we uh, interact with other people. The peace that we're talking about that the believer has comes solely from a divine God. And so this divine peace comes from the Lord. The Lord of peace is the one who gives it. Uh, The pronoun himself here in this, the Lord of peace himself, is emphatic in the Greek. And it underscores God's personal involvement in delivering the peace into our life. See, God is actively... Delivering peace to you and I from him. Because again, it is about being uh, at one with God. It is about being in tune with the things of God. My glasses messing that up? And, and, uh, and so the, the, the peace that we're talking about is not a peace that the world can afford to us. But it is a divine peace that comes solely from God. Uh, to find true peace in this life, we must go to the source of peace, Right? Where's the source of peace? Is it, is it President Trump and his negotiating skills? Is it a party? Is it uh, a person? Is it uh, a spouse? Is it, you know, is it a job with the security of the job or something like that? I mean, the world will put all kinds of things into that blank and, and try to create its own peace. But the reality is they've got to go to the source and true peace comes only from God. God is a God of peace. Whatever, he, uh, whatever it is that he gives us, which he gives us priest, whatever it is that he gives us, he has and he is, right? And so uh, Isaiah 9, chapter 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, and this is giving us a definition of the Son of God. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and what? The Prince of peace. And so again, God, God is basically uh, revealing himself into our life in many different ways, in many different facets. And one of those ways that he reveals himself and exposes himself and interacts with us in our life uh, is through peace. He's the prince of peace. He, he is the embodiment of true peace, right? And so again, God is a God of peace. The world has nothing to offer in the way of peace that compares to the peace that comes from God. Again, no matter how calm we can make our life, if we are out of sorts with God, we still will never have any peace. Because peace is not about just this life, but peace is about the life to come, right? And so you might might get a fairly calm life here by the way you orchestrate it. And then your peace is gone when you stand before God and you have not made things right with him. And so again, the peace that comes from God is divine. Uh, and it comes only from God. This is a real peace, the divine kind. The world's peace is not real, and the world's peace is not lasting. So even when we find a little peace in this life, what happens to it? Even when life is going pretty smooth and pretty good, what happens like maybe a week later, a day later, an hour later, a minute later, right? The peace is not a lasting peace that the world affords us. And that, you know the peace that comes from God and, and, and its divineness is a peace that is with us no matter what the circumstances of our life uh, bring. So, for example, if we do go through the trials and tribulations and testings of our faith, if we do face cancer, if we do fe- face death of a loved one, we can go through that with the peace of, and assurance of God in our life because, again, God is in control. We recognize the reality of God and how he's interacting in our life, that he's sovereign, that he loves us, um, that he works all things for our good, and we'll talk about that. And, and so then that gives us a peace that can only come from God with the knowledge of how God is at work in our life. John also records it this way. He recorded what Jesus said in John chapter 14. When Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So it's not the same kind of peace that Jesus is offering us. It's not that temporary peace. It's not that peace that is uh, dependent upon how our circumstances are. It is, again, a peace that is dependent upon his interaction and his reality in our life. Right? It is a peace that comes only from the presence of Jesus Christ in our life. And so that's the kind of peace that he's given. And then he goes on to say, because of this peace that I'm giving you, because of the reality of the peace that I'm instilling into your life, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. And then he goes on to say, neither let them be afraid. See, that's the only kind of peace that we can bank on with confidence and assurance to go through and face the things in life that we have to face uh, that are, are, again, difficult and that cause us turmoil is because of the reality of the presence of God in our life. The Lord Jesus Christ don't, said, don't be afraid, don't, don't worry about these things, I've got you, right? And, and so again, we can count on uh, the faithfulness of Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior to see us through no matter what will happen in our life. And that's why, you know, you can see, I don't know if you've been around folks who pass away, but I've been around some folks who were lost, and their family members that were lost at the time of a passing, and I've been around folks who knew the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, there's a big difference in the way that's handled. There's a big difference in the mindset and the understanding and, 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 and the way that people think about that situation when we face a, a death. And when we face any kind of circumstance in our lives, uh, there's a big difference between the way someone who is fully trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for their future handles that situation and someone who's not. There's a confidence that we gain from the reality of Christ that a lost person can never experience. And it is something that Jesus is giving to us. It's divine. It is not something that we generate or is generated by anybody else around us. It is something that comes solely from God, this peace. And it's, it's a gift. The next point I want to point out is it's a gift. If we read on it, he says, May the Lord of peace himself give you this peace. This peace comes just from God. You can't buy it. You can't orchestrate it. It is something that God delivers to us on, on our behalf. It comes from Him. It is an expression of His grace. It is an expression of His love. It is an expression of His mercy into our life, where God gives us the ability to have peace in the midst of the storm. You know, uh, you know, Jesus it, it, it just demonstrated the reality of peace in the way that He handled His own life. Look at the example of the life of Christ. Look at how He went to the cross. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think about all the all the. Think about him walking on the water in the big storm and he said, peace, be still, right? That's the kind of peace that God brings into the life of a believer. No matter what the storm around us may be wailing and the waves are, are, are slapping on the side of the boat and we think we're going to capsize and we think everything's going to fall apart and everything's going to fail, we can have the peace of God in our life if we recognize the work that God is doing. It is, again, by drawing close and focusing on the reality of of the one who's in control of every situation and every circumstance of our life that we find peace. If we think about, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to overcome this? What am I going to do? You know what's going to happen? No peace. No peace, because you know why? You know your limitations. But if we focus on the person of Jesus Christ, he has no limitations. There's nothing that he can't overcome in our life. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so we have the reality of God at work in our life. And we can have great peace from that. And so again, the peace is divine. The peace is a gift. And again, uh, John 14, Jesus made that clear. My peace I give you. I leave with you. My peace I give you. And it's not some kind of generic peace. It is a true peace. So again, there's no greater gift... ...for the anxious than God's peace. There is nothing greater that God can give an anxious person... ...than the peace of God in their life. But here's the other side of that coin. There is no greater delusion for a lost person... ...than the false pretense of peace in their life. See, lost people may think that they've got some peace... ...but the reality is they're still at odds with God. And they are are in turmoil... Let me give you a little deal here. It says uh, in Isaiah 57, verse 20 and 21, it says, But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot be quiet. And its waters toss up mire and dirt. And then it goes on to say in the last part of verse 21, There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. So peace only comes from a right relationship with God. You will never get it anyplace else, no matter how much you search, no matter how much money you have, how much power you have, the, no, how many resources you have. You cannot find true peace apart from God. He's the source of all peace. And so, uh, again, uh, he, let me give you this little quote here. Thomas Watson said, The seeming peace a sinner has is not from the knowledge of happiness but from the ignorance of their danger. They don't realize that they are out of sorts with God. And so they may think their life is going pretty grand, but in reality, it's about to be a shipwreck because eternity is in the balance, right? And so again, a lot of people uh, think that they have peace, but in reality, there is no real peace. There is no true peace without God. Now, here's the, here's the, the good part. The peace that God gives is always available. It's always available, He says, now may the Lord of peace himself give you a peace. And he goes on to say, at all times. At all times. This was Paul's prayer for them to understand that may, may God give you peace. And may God give it to you all the time. You know, all the time includes all the time. Right? And so we think about the situations and the circumstances of life that we go through, and many times those situations and circumstances we just can't—we can't see our way through, right? We don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the outcome. We don't know what, what we're going to, how we're going to cover the problem, or, or, you know, it can go on and on. And it can be many things. It could be in our personal life. It could be in the life of our children. It could be in our job. It could be, uh, it could be uh, in our community, in our country, in our church. Uh, these things come up and we don't know what we're going to do, what we're going to handle. But let me just tell you, the peace of God is available through all of that. The peace of God is available to every believer in every circumstance all of the time. And so we want to latch on to that. We want to recognize that reality that God is there. God is in control. We, again, can allow God to do what God does and be God in our life. And we can we can sit back and be at peace with the outcome of Whatever God is doing. I keep wanting to use a verse that I love, and I'm going to use it later, but I'm not going to spring it early. So anyways, uh, God's peace is always available. God's peace is a gift that keeps on giving. It is a continual, it is continual and constantly available. It never runs out of supply. It's like everything else that God does for us. His love, his, does his love ever fail us? No. His love never fails us. Does His grace ever fail us? No, His grace never fails us. Uh, 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 does, does His provision for us ever fail? Does, does God not supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus? No, He never fails to supply our needs, right? Let me tell you, God will never fail to give you peace. Never. It's, it's again who He is. And when you're in relationship with Him, you are exposed to the reality of God. And when you're exposed to the reality of who God is, one of the things God is, is peace. And He bestows peace into the life of a believer. Just like He bestows grace. Just like He bestows mercy. Just like He bestows all of the good things that He gives us. All good things come down from the Father of lights, right? All the things that God blesses us with. You know, when we count our blessings... Many times we look at the physical and the monetary and the health and all those kinds of things. But really what we should be counting are the spiritual blessings that God bestows into our life. Because they are numerous and they, they, evolve, they uh, involve every aspect of our life. There's nothing outside of God's care for our, for our lives, in our lives. Nothing. Nothing. And so when we recognize that reality, when we come to grips with the reality of all that God is doing on our behalf, it's not just about the, the, uh, the salvation from our sins. It's about the restoration of our relationship. And in that relationship, there's all these benefits. There's all these things going on that God is doing on our behalf for us and with us and to us. And it's an ongoing process that never stops. It's always available. It's always a part of what's happening. And it's the blessings that we're not Counting sometimes are these things that are the most valuable, like peace, something the world doesn't have, can't understand, searches for, works for, but can't attain because of their outside of a relationship with God. And so, again, peace is always available. The closer we follow Jesus, uh, let me just say this at the end of this prayer, Paul, Paul recognized the reality that this peace can only be found in the presence of God. And at the end of this verse, in the end of this prayer, he says, The Lord be with you all. Again, uh, we're not going to find that peace outside of our relationship with Christ. You're just not going to find it. No matter what you fill the voids in your life with, if it's not Jesus, you will not have peace. And so again, Paul says, May, may the Lord be with you all, because he recognizes the reality of what he he's praying for, for these believers is found in the person of Christ. So he says, the Lord be with you all. So the closer we follow Jesus, the greater our peace. That's, that's the reality of this situation. Philippians 4.9 says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Paul says, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Other places, Paul says, be a follower of me as I'm a follower of Christ. He's like, do the things that bring you in proximity to the Prince of Peace, right? That bring you into proximity to the things of God, to the will of God for your life. Be a follower of Jesus. Be a follower of the things that you're supposed to in light of the relationship you have, and you will experience the greatest peace that you can experience in this life because of your proximity to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that says... Peace be still, right? He's the one that calms the storms. He's the one that has control over everything that goes on in my life and in your life. Why would we think that we need to take our problems somewhere else other than to God, who's in control of all things? But even believers search for solutions outside of their relationship with God to the problems of their life. That doesn't mean that we don't. That we don't seek help when we need help for certain things. But we need to understand the source of the true help in our life for all that ails us. For all that disturbs us. For all that creates the turmoil in our life is the Lord Jesus Christ and nothing else. Nothing else. And so we want to be effective at having peace. We want to be effective at focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, it's always available And the next point is this, it's not subject to circumstances. It's not subject to circumstances, this peace that God gives us. Paul in his prayer goes on to say this, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you the peace at all times. And then he says, in every way, in every way. I mean, it's an all-inclusive peace that works in every circumstance, in every way, in every channel of life, in every uh, episode that we go through in every uh, uh, moment of our life that we experience, God's peace is there in every way, in every circumstance. It is all-inclusive. It is There's nothing that's going to operate or take place in our life that is outside God's ability to deliver peace into that situation and into that circumstance. Nothing. That's why we can... Be bold as believers, knowing that even if the world doesn't like what we have to say about Jesus and they want to persecute us, we can still have peace in that situation. Even though we go through difficult times and we may not have answers, we can still have peace in that situation. Because God, again, gives us peace in every way, in every aspect of our life. There's nothing outside of God's ability, nothing going to take place, nothing going to happen that is outside God's ability to deliver peace into that situation and into that circumstance. How many of you have had somebody in your family or friends or yourselves that you faced cancer? Cancer is something that is a peace robber, right? Because it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. My dad's health issues is probably turning into a cancer issue, right? That's it's scary because we know what cancer does, right? But my dad still has peace in the midst of that, and my grandmother did, and my grandfather did, and my aunt did, and I mean, I had, I've had lots of relatives that have had to face cancer, right, that knew the Lord. And when I was talking earlier about how people face things who know the Lord and how people face things that don't know the Lord, there's, again, a marked difference. It doesn't mean that you like it, that you that you want to go through those things, but you recognize that, again, a loving God has you right where he wants you to be, and you accept that, and that gives you great peace because you know that God is going to do the very best thing for you and that he's going to get the glory for it, right? And, again... Uh, the peace, uh, Part of this peace comes from the relationship with Jesus, and part of that relationship is that we love Jesus enough, that we love God enough to trust Him in the midst of all of this that's going on, no matter what it is, no matter how difficult it is. Do we love Him enough to trust Him with what's going on in our life? And that's where some peace comes from. So again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a peace that is not subject to circumstance, A final characteristic of God's peace is that it is not subject to circumstances. Peace is not subject to anything that happens in this worldly realm. There's nothing in this worldly realm that's going to influence or impact God's ability to deliver peace to you in that situation. Nothing. And so uh, the world, the lost world, their peace is impacted continuously by the circumstances that they're in. Continuously. If the stock market goes down, what happens to some people's peace? If there's a shooting at Walmart, what happens to some people's peace? If there's a split in a marriage or a relationship, what happens to some people's peace? All of those things are difficult, absolutely. I don't, I don't disagree with that. But here's the reality. As a believer, even in those kinds of situations, God can deliver peace to your heart. Even in those kinds of situations. Even in the most difficult times. And so, again, it's a peace that's not uh, dependent upon the circumstances. It's not built on, in, in, on any human relationship. It's not dependent on us or anybody that we know, this peace that comes from God. It's not built on any human circumstance, right? It's not about if the stars all align and everything goes our way and, and everything comes up roses that we have peace. But that's the way the world looks at peace, right? Everything's got to be just so-so and, 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 and everything's got to be just... Uh, the way I like it, and or, or I don't have any peace, right? It's because they don't have a relationship with Christ. And so, again, the peace that God is delivering to us is not built on any human relationship. It's not built on any human circumstance. It's built on the unchanging divine relationship, a divine plan, and divine promises by a holy and unchanging divine God. See, you get your peace by focusing on God. You get your peace on focusing on the reality of God. He is divine. He is uh, delivering the divine into your life. He is delivering it to you out of his divine love for you, he is delivering it for you out of his divine purpose for you. He's divine. He loves us with an everlasting love, the Bible tells us. And when we recognize that, we focus on that. When we, when we make that a part of our thinking and a part of our pattern to handle the situations and circumstances of life, we will experience the divine peace of God. Isn't that amazing? That God gives us that? And so again, it is a, a, an unfailing God who will secure him for himself himself secure you for himself. What does he say about our relationship with him and the security that we find in God? Jesus said that you are in my hand and I'm in the Father's hand and no man can take us out. No power, no nothing will change the reality of our relationship with God. We can have peace because we are secure in our relationship with God. Nothing will change that. No circumstance, no, no human, no power, no principality. Nothing will change the reality of the relationship that we have with God. And so in that security, in that uh, that knowledge, in that truth, we find peace. And, And the Bible describes that as a peace that passes understanding. Right? The world is never going to understand that. But we get it because it's rooted and grounded in God. It's a peace that passes understanding. And so again... The peace that we have is from the unfailing God who will secure us in himself. Who will do everything according and for our good. And now this is the verse that I love in my Sunday school class Here's nonstop non-stop. Romans 8.28 is my life verse. And, and Paul says this. He says, for we know that all things... Now, is there anything missing in all things? For we know that all things, no matter what the things are, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the situation is, for we know that all things, all inclusive, every bit of it, work together for good. For good. So even in the midst of the storms, we can have peace because we know God is at work for our good. To them that love the Lord, right? And that's us, believers, right? We have a love relationship with God. And who are called, called to what? His purposes. His purpose, His will, His plan for your life. Peace is found in surrendering to God's will for your life and to God's purpose for your life. Because everything in that vein works out for our good. And when everything is working out for our good, what does that create for us? A very peaceful situation. Because we know that God is working on our behalf even in the midst of what we see around us. And even when we don't understand. And even when we think it's out of control. And even when it seems like uh, the windows of heaven are closed. And we don't know what God God is doing. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. All those kinds of things. We know the reality and the truth of God himself. That he is at work. And that he has love for me. Right? And I can trust that. I can rest in that. I can have peace in that. And so, again, the peace of God is something that uh, is not uh, contingent on what's going on in my life. It's not about my situation. It's about the reality of God. So we have to focus in the right place when we go through these situations. If we focus on us and take our... I always think about old Peter, you know, when he says, Hey, Lord, can I come out and walk on the water with you? And he's like, Yes. And everything was good. Till, you know, people say until Peter took his eyes off Jesus, and that's not really the deal. It's till Peter began to doubt the power of God at work in his life was the problem. That's when he started sinking. And when do we start sinking into misery and despair like a lost person when we forget about the power of God that's at work in our life? That's when there's trouble. That's when there's no peace. That's when we... We go through life like a person who has no relationship with God because we forget about the power of God at work in our life. And so again, it's not about our situations. And as we get ready to close, the peace of God in the life of a believer is an extension of his grace to us. This is the last point. The peace of God is an extension of his grace to us. In verse 18, Paul says it this way, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Peace is a part of God's grace to us. Just like our salvation, just like everything else that we've mentioned in the sermon earlier that God does into the life of a believer. Peace is an extension of God's grace into your life. So if you've experienced the grace of God, you for sure can experience the peace of God because it's a part of that grace. You can't separate it out. I said earlier that what God gives is part of what God is, right? If God gives us his grace, it's because he is a God of grace. If God gives us his love, it's because he's a God of love. If God gives us his peace, it's because he's the God of peace. And the Bible refers to him very many times, in the, especially in the Old Testament, as the God of peace. And so again, he is working all things for our good. He is working to bring us to a place of peace. He's bringing us to a place where uh, we're in relationship with him and we're trusting him for our tomorrows. And that gives us the confidence to face whatever trial, tribulation, and testing of our faith that God puts us through. Because we are promised those things of believers. It is part of his molding and fashioning us into the image of Christ. And it is also for our good. It is also for his glory. And so when we try to avoid the difficult things of life, sometimes we are avoiding God's very will for our life. And we need to embrace what God puts us through because, again, He's sovereign. He's in control. And He will deliver us. And He will give us and grant us the peace that we need as we go through those situations and circumstances. And so, again, once we embrace the saving grace of God through faith in Christ, God infuses us with His grace, which includes His peace. And that has a wonderful effect of crowding out the anxiety that once dominated and marked our lives when we didn't know Christ. The anxiety that dominates the lost world today. Think about how anxious and how people who are lost do not have any peace. They take medication, they take therapy, uh, they go on vacations, they do all kinds of things to create peace In their life. And it is not a peace. That will last. Because it's outside. Of the person of Jesus Christ. So as a believer we have. An amazing benefit. In our relationship with God. And that is that peace that he gives us. He personally gives to us. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not a peace like the world gives I unto you. Right? It is the genuine real deal. That God is delivering into the life of every believer. So. As we close in a word of prayer, let's all stand. Uh, I don't know, you know what is going on in your life, but God does. And if you want to come forward and pray this morning and talk to God about what's going on and, and look for that peace that he gives you, great. If you'd like to join our church, we'd love to have you. I don't know what God's doing in your life, but let's go ahead and, and have an invitation.